Welcome in. Hope you guys are having a great weekend. Welcome into Farzcast. I'm Farzin Vasugian. Hope you guys are doing well. Uh, as you can see with the title of this podcast, it is not what I had initially announced earlier this week, and I do apologize for that. Also apologize for the uh, little uh, mishap on all the podcast feeds. So the first uh, upload of episode 7 was not uploading properly. So I did a re-upload and it finally came through. There was some weird glitch. So that's why you saw the same episode twice. As for this episode, I know a lot of you guys were expecting the highly anticipated podcast about my weight loss. As I was going to do with uh, a friend of mine, Mary Beth, uh, who is a gym instructor uh, but unfortunately that fell apart. Uh, Mary Beth had some things come up. So, uh, unfortunately we had to, uh, postpone that to a date to be determined. She's actually not able to do anything anytime soon. I'll just leave it at that. Uh, however, I am working on a backup plan. There is someone else who I know in the fitness world. Uh, someone who I think, uh, we've already been in contact, but I'm going to try to get him in as soon as possible because this is a story I do really want to get out there, especially during this time of year. And I explained why on the last podcast. So I apologize for those who were anticipating a different episode for this weekend. Unfortunately, that's not going to be the case. Instead, I figured, hey, we should at least do something for this episode. So Zach Stegna is going to be joining me for a Chiefs Zone reunion. We will do that in just a few minutes. So again, big apologies. Uh, this has kind of been a crazy week uh, in terms of trying to get a guest for this podcast. Uh, I've actually booked multiple guests for this weekend. One gave me a crazy runaround, uh, which is always fun. <laughs> Um, and then a couple had to back out last minute because of some unforeseen circumstances. So never, uh, really, uh, never fun to be in that situation, but, uh, I appreciate Zach pulling through. Uh, obviously we did the chiefs on together and that was a lot of fun. So I figured we will do that for this weekend. So again, much apologies, but I do have a backup plan and hopefully I can give you guys something very soon in the coming weeks. I will do a pot. I mean, at the very worst, I'll do that whole episode about weight loss and uh, fitness and health, all that stuff. I'll do it by myself if I have to. But I just think it would be nice to have a fitness expert, someone who is a gym instructor or, or, or has some expertise in that realm to join me in uh, that podcast. Uh, so I'm going to try to do that for you guys. I do have someone who I'm trying to work on getting on here. We've all, Like I said, we've been in contact. So going to try to get that for you guys very soon. But for now, uh, we'll do a Chief Zone reunion. So Zach Stegna, he will join me. We'll talk Chiefs and also a lot of non-Chiefs topics. That is coming up next. Right, welcome in. You always do that. You, you're always doing a countdown before. I'm just I don't know because, like, we used to have to do that every single time when we did this. So, okay, I'm just laughing. You know, it helps me get in the zone. I don't know. People don't realize this, I guess. Um, so I'm sure a lot of people have heard of Audacity. Look, it's the internet. Everyone has a podcast now, so I guess everyone knows what Audacity is. Um, I had no idea how to record things. They're on really Skype. fancy. And they pay up for Logic or Pro Tools. Yeah, I have I have logic as well, um, but 
I remember years ago, you could use Skype to uh, to record people uh, in a group, but that costs money. And eventually Skype changed their system. So I did not know how to do any of that. So you and me, and eventually DJ, he was going to be on here, but something came up. Uh, you and me and DJ, we would all, rec- we would first of all be on our phones calling one another. And then uh, we would count down at the same time, five, four, three, two. Uh, and then I would match up the recordings where we all count down. And obviously I delete all that and then just, you know, Go from there. That, that was a pain in the ass. If there's anything great about this pandemic, which there aren't many of those, it's the fact that Zoom has the capability of recording video uh, and audio. So yeah, I wish we discovered this a lot sooner. Absolutely. I mean, but it's sure been smooth. You know, this last, you know, I mean, I guess we've only done it twice. So I mean, maybe small sample size, but yeah, this is a lot easier than having to mess with audacity. And that's coming from the guy who, you know, didn't have to do any of the editing or splicing or any of that nonsense. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, the way that you had to. No, I mean, every guest I've had on so far with this podcast, it's, it's just everyone has zoom now, you know, everyone knows what zoom is. I mean, you'd be hard pressed to find someone, even the least technological person out there that doesn't know what zoom is, or at the very least hasn't heard of it. So uh, I, I, Man, I'm telling you, I wish we discovered this a lot sooner. I've always wondered how people would record video of other people and make it look so simple. And now I know why. Zoom, of all things. Uh, that's uh, that's definitely... The more you know. Yeah, that has definitely come through in the uh, in the world of 2020. Uh, have you been? I haven't talked to you a whole lot since, uh, since we last did a podcast. You know, still doing well. Uh, still in Kansas City, which, I mean, at this point, like, that's going to be kind of the, you know, that's going to be kind of default state until further notice just because i mean yeah with the way that you know everything's been going here in 2020 uh it's just you know we've elected as a firm that we're not going back to the office there in new york for i mean realistically until some point next year couldn't tell you when i mean it's yeah. just kind of dragged out as we've gone you know first it was you know oh yeah we'll be back in june then it'll be labor day then I don't know, maybe Christmas. And then at this point, we've just kind of stopped moving the goalpost. We're like, you know what? We'll figure it out. When when it's time to go back, we'll go back. <laughs> yeah, that's insane, man. I mean, I just heard the other day on the on the radio on Sirius XM, they said that they even, uh, they're not canceling the Boston Marathon. They're postponing it and they're hoping yeah. to have it in 2021. They're saying hoping, which even then that still tells you people aren't sure how long this is going to go on for. Supposedly it's going to go away, you know, after election day next Tuesday. So that would be quite the miracle, but I'm going to take a guess and say that's not happening. You're muted by the way. Yeah. I muted. Cause I had someone walk into the room. My bad. Oh no, that's all good. Sorry. Yeah. And as such, I also lost my train of thought. Where were we? We were talking about the Boston Marathon, and we have no idea how long this pandemic, and allegedly it's going to end after Election Day. Yeah, maybe. I mean, <laughs> you know, I think it'll end as soon as there's a vaccine, whenever the hell that is. Um, and even then, I mean, who knows? <laughs> yeah, it's just so weird when we're watching all these sports. It's like, I said this when the Chiefs played the Texans on Thursday Night Football, which was the first game of the year. And I don't know how many teams are allowing fans. I know the Packers did not allow fans for the first two games, or at least that's what they announced before the season. I don't know what they're doing now. Um, But it just felt like I was watching a preseason game because, you know, you, you see Travis Kelsey gets a touchdown and he's celebrating and you hear the, you see the fans in the background 
and you know it's dark which you know all the preseason games are at night most of them at least and you there aren't a lot of people in the stands so it just kind of has this like preseason feel to it you, you know what i'm talking about absolutely i mean it's it is really weird to watch like <laughs> i hate this i mean it's I got to actually hand it though to the TV broadcast types. I mean, they've done a really nice job piping in crowd noise. I have, I mean, I genuinely wonder how it sounds if they pipe it in at the stadium too. Cause I would imagine they do something like that for the players benefit though. I don't know. Wait, Uh, do, do the, do the uh, TV, like the TV broadcast puts in the audio or I thought the stadium did all that. I don't know. I mean, I really couldn't tell you which of those it is. Um, I, I, I guess I assumed it was the TV broadcast, but if it's the stadium, then that actually may make a lot more sense. Okay. Um, but honestly, it's just weird getting used to seeing that. And the thing that honestly has struck me recently is that, you know, they did late night in the fog last weekend or last, basically this time last week. Um, Cause you know, we're recording. Oh, they Friday did that. Night. Yeah, they did. Well, I mean, virtual late night at the fog. Let's be fair. It wasn't okay. real late night at the fog, but then, you know, as part of that, I saw that they were, you know, going to allow fans in the stands, you know, for games this year, but it's going to be like 1500 or something instead of, you know, obviously the 16. That is going to be weird. Yeah. I mean, like you, I mean, you've been in there for women's games before. I assume you called a few for KJ. Yeah, yeah I know I did. And so if I did, I guarantee you did. <laughs> but yeah, it's going to be real weird to me to see, you know, obviously KU basketball, being you know, reduced to that level from an attendance perspective. Obviously we know why, but like, I genuinely wonder whether, you know, there will be more losses in Allen Fieldhouse this year, just by, I mean, just because the building can't totally come alive the same way, you know? Yeah, no, that's a weird. great point. Um, I, I'll be honest. I'm not a big college sports guy. And I know that's shocking as a KU basketball fan. It's just not been something I follow too it's closely. It's shocking as a KU basketball fan. As a KU yeah. football fan, less. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's just because this whole pandemic, it started, what, right during the Big 12 tournament, if I remember yeah. correctly? Yeah, like literally KU was warming up. I only know this because I may or may not have had the window open on my work computer when we were supposed to be playing <laughs> at 11 o'clock uh, against Oklahoma State. Uh, yeah, they were literally warming up. They had the broadcast up and ready to go. And then they like called them off the floor. <laughs> that was you know, weird, I was man. I ready to watch it on a Tuesday or Wednesday. I forget when it was, but it was wild. Cause like, that was the day. I think it was like, it, it was the morning after the Rudy Gobert thing. Yes. happened. Yeah. You know, when they established Tom the Hanks and, and his NBA wife shut down. Yeah. So I guess it was probably that Thursday morning. If my memory yep. serves. Yeah, um, you're right. And it was just wild watching, you know, I mean, at that point, you know, we knew that the NBA had canceled games and I was like, hmm, wonder if they're going to cancel this or not. And then when I saw that the broadcast was up and they were on the floor, I was like, neat, they're not canceling it. Then they're like, oh, just kidding. Yes, we are. Well, who played that? Somebody did play that morning, though, before KU. I think so. Yeah. Um, yeah. That game still happened. And a lot of people were like, what the hell's going on? And I remember yeah, Todd Lebo, right. Todd Lebo of A10, he posted a photo of, of um, tip off. But I don't. He didn't show the entire arena, uh, and everyone was asking. It's like because usually those Wednesday night Big Twelve tournament games, it's like the four bottom four teams or whatever. So attendance, I don't seven versus ten, eight and nine or something. Yeah, I don't know what attendance is like for those games. Um, But it's like not awesome. But hey, comp tickets are still a thing. So well, well, that's the thing. A lot of people weren't sure is attendance low because that's natural for you know a Wednesday night Big Twelve tournament, or or are people not going because of the pandemic? So 
it was it was just weird, man. I, I still remember. I think I shared this before. I was actually out on a date with with a girl who yeah. let's just yeah, she oh. wasn't really the brightest when it came to all of this, and she's a teacher too. Hopefully, she's doing well. Whatever she's Hooray. up to. Um, but then I, I remember she stepped out for a moment, and uh, I just checked on my phone for a moment, and my mom texted me and said the NBA season is postponed, uh, and Tom Hanks and his wife announced they have the virus. It's like. And I just turned on Twitter and everyone's losing their shit. I'm like, this is this is serious. This is That's real. what Twitter's for. Let's be fair. Yeah, it's no big moments like that when you can watch the world lose its mind. Well, what's crazy is the past couple of weeks before that, people were having all fun with this in a weird way because it was not in the in America yet. We were hearing, you know, all European soccer leagues were postponed and everything. And people were kind of having fun with this. Oh, in a quarantine setting, what movies would you binge watch? Or what TV shows would you binge watch? And we were all just like, oh, yeah. ha ha, Fast yeah. Fast forward seven months later, it's like, what haven't we binge watched yet? <laughs> what have we been binge watched twice by this point? Um, no, it's so crazy, man. I, I still remember. Well, I remember driving home. got to say, that's like the one thing I haven't done much of in this Yeah. I've done a little I mean, bit was... of that, I mean, but see, you're still working though. I know you're working from home, but like you're still yeah, doing stuff. Like I'm, I'm still. I, I was ever one of those. I didn't stay home a whole lot from all of this, but I still remember going home that night and thinking, just running scenarios in my head. I'm like, you know, is are we going to be safe? Is crime going to go up? Are people going to lose their minds over this? Like, what's going to happen? And I think everyone I mean, just had. You know, I think you could argue that they certainly did lose their minds over it. I mean, as evidenced by the hoarding of toilet paper. Yeah, toilet paper. I mean, like, let's be honest. The first month of this, people were losing their collective shit. Yeah, 100%. And then about a month, maybe two months in, people were like, okay, well, this is how it is. And I guess we're going to have to learn to deal with that. I'm still just shaking my head, like, even though, you know, it's been more than half a year. But to think something like this or anything would be capable of shutting down the world. Uh, and I know we've gotten sports back. We've There are some movies and TV shows that are still functioning in production, and we haven't seen a whole lot of that. But, um, I mean, we haven't gotten normalcy back. It's still weird walking into grocery stores, you know, seeing all these signs on the ground, walk this way, don't walk this way, you know, everyone man. must wear a mask. You know, it just feels so weird, man. To be fair. I screw that up half the time. I will realize about halfway down an aisle because like there's no one else in there. And, uh, you know, I'll realize about halfway down, someone will turn in the other end of the aisle and be like, ah, shit, I'm that yeah. right now. Oh, yeah, I do, this, I do the same thing. Like if no one's in the aisle, I mean, come on, I'm, I'm going to walk there. I've noticed yeah. Walmart removed their um, their markings. So Maybe I don't I've just know. Given up. Yeah, I think some people are just giving up with this. I'll be honest. I don't I didn't really I get the logic behind it, but I didn't really see the need for it as long as everyone had a mask, which. If you're in Walmart of all places, you're supposed to have them. Yeah. Uh, I know some grocery stores still have them, some don't, but I it's they're saying it could still go on all the way through 2021. It's funny because I remember Fauci was he I guess he was quoted at some point saying um the coronavirus could be a seasonal thing. It's like we gotta get through this first. Like we're still going on for months and months, could be a year now. Uh, like th- we should not be talking about a seasonal thing first. Um, I don't know. I'm not a scientist. I don't know when this is going to end. I'm prepared for this to go on for as long as possible. I, l- listen, I love going out to sports bars and restaurants, all these things as much as anyone else, but I'm not going out, man. I'm just not. I mean, and I know people I are going to say going to sporting events. 
I know people are going to say, I miss oh, being able to be in the stands and be a loud, rowdy asshole. I just don't get to do well, like, I guess I can still be loud and rowdy, but it's less well, yeah, fun sure. by yourself at home. So I know everyone's <laughs> saying, look, you have a 0.00125% chance. Like, yeah, sure. Tell that to the people who have gotten this and died. And I mean, they're part of that statistic. And even then, like that number is still a pretty big number when you consider the population of, of the country. So I don't know, man. Yeah. Uh, I'm in I mean, it for the long haul. I just look at it from a perspective of, you know, you know, people close to me who, you know, may or, you know, maybe at higher risk. That's the way I look at it. It's like, you know, can I take a little bit of inconvenience to keep them from being dead? Yeah, I sure can. That's not that hard to do at all. <laughs> I'll no. wear my mask. That's fine. You know, I don't go out nearly as much as I once did. Uh, Cause obviously, you know, yeah. Rona. <laughs> well, I was listening to John Taffer's podcast and he interviewed Donald Trump recently. He actually wanted to interview both candidates. Um, that and I- had to be a fascinating interview. Oh, it was it was like interesting. those two together. My God! <laughs> At the end of it, Trump was saying, "I hope you run for office one day." And I'm like, "Oh boy, here we go." Um, Trump was talking over him, but I think Taffer said he's considering it. So, uh, well, well, that's Rescue, a topic coming to you, 2021. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, but I remember Taffer said something, uh, and I don't remember the numbers, but he said there. I mean, there have been a lot of jobs loss in the restaurant industry which is believable because restaurants are you know shutting down some tables uh no pun intended with john taffer they're shutting them down uh and you know obviously you don't you can't serve as many people not many people are going to restaurants so you don't need some of these people working there so it's sad to see man but here's what i'll always tell people and i know this has gotten political me personally look we can't bring back lives but businesses can die and come back yeah, it's not easy. It's going to be hard. And I look as a business owner, man, I get it. But uh, a business can come back from the dead. A, 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 a life, a human life cannot. Yeah, I'm with you there. I think the challenge there is the uh, factoring in the, yeah, I guess the ramifications of the job loss and the income loss that comes with it. Oh, uh, for sure. You know, I, I can certainly understand you know, kind of both sides of that particular coin. Uh, but yeah. In the meantime, yeah, I'm all about, you know, whenever we're going out, like, or, you know, ordering in, I guess is a better way to put it. You know, I haven't eaten in a restaurant in quite some time. I miss uh, that. But now, me too, man. Me too. Uh, but anytime <laughs> I order in anymore, it's like, yeah, all right. You know, I'm going to try to do my best to, uh, you know, keep it to the locals <laughs> for the most part, just because you know that they don't have the same buffer that. Oh, 100%. Um, and yeah, there's plenty of restaurants, at least certainly around here, that it's like, whoa, if they were to die, I'd be very, very upset. Yeah. You know, I wouldn't want that to happen at all. Like those are you know the staple places, you know. Uh, yeah. So yeah, the chains certainly don't get my money anymore. But uh, you know, I'm pretty all right with that. <laughs> uh, man, I will say I, I'm excited for the Chiefs though. Le'Veon Bell, uh, this oh, offense, well, well, Le'Veon Bell revenge tour. Sign me up. Yeah, that's happening this weekend against the Jets. Uh, great timing <laughs> to sign with the Chiefs, but yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, look, I, who I, I was listening to it was either it was one of the six or eight tens. I'll be honest; like I yeah. have them both programmed in my car whenever I'm driving around, and I'll switch depending on who has an ad going and when. Uh, yeah, you know, <laughs> used to be a little more loyal listener to one or the other, but at this point, it's like, eh, I'm not driving nearly as much as I once did, so I don't worry about it. But one of them suggested it's like, yeah, this is about to be a clinic. You know, Andy Reid is going to be over there showing Adam Gase, see, this is how you do it. This is how you use your running backs effectively. You had this. You screwed it up. You're welcome. 
<laughs> well, here's a here's a question I have for you because it, and it's such a weird question because you have a guy that has won regular season MVP, Super Bowl MVP, and has thrown 50 touchdowns in a season. What what was essentially his rookie year, but in a weird way, I'm wondering if we become a run first team because if you look at that Buffalo game, I mean the Chiefs ran the ball more than they ever did under Andy Reid, and you have right now a first round draft pick in Clyde Edwards-Helaire. And you have Le'Veon Bell, who, you know, it's been a while since we've last seen him in in full in his full self, in his mode. But he was once the best running back in the league. He He's definitely going to thrive under Andy Reid, but it kind of makes me wonder, are the Chiefs going to be a run-heavy team now? I mean, I don't know that we necessarily – I think that – I guess a better way to answer this, I would say short-term, yeah, you'll see some of that. Uh, but – really what we're going to be isn't necessarily a run first team or a pass first team. We're going to be a, we're going to take whatever the defense is going to give us kind of team because we have the opportunity to do both of, you know, both running and passing incredibly well. I mean, you've got one of the deepest wide receiver cores in the league and now a great one, two punch in the running back core. And then we've got, you know, the offensive line who can block and oh, also this guy, you know, Andy Reed, I guess he's a pretty good offensive coach. I hear he's pretty creative with how he gets people in space yeah. I feel like he's gotten more creative in the last year too. I, I think you're right. And I think it's, you know, partially just because like so many more toys. Um, and also, yeah. I mean, he's got toys who can do, you know, really unique things that are very complimentary of each other. I mean, Mahomes and Tyreek Hill would not be the same without the other. Uh, both I do. I fully agree with that. I don't that. think people realize that too. Yeah. I mean, like realistically you have the fastest guy in the NFL. That's great. Yep, but if you don't have the quarterback who can blow it open over the top and take full advantage of that, he's never going to be as good as he could be. Um, and then same goes for you. Know, you can have the guy with the strongest arm in the league, but you know if he's playing in you know catch and check down sort of offense, or you know has receivers who just can't get open over the top, then what good is that? You know, it's just kind of a question of you. Know, you have to have a little of both. And in this case, we have a little of all of it on the <laughs> offensive side of the ball. I mean, seriously. I mean, as cliche as it is, it is a pick your poison sort of scenario where it's like, yep, you can you know, leave your safeties back, you know, clear the box to keep us from beating you over the top. Great. Here's Clyde Edwards Hilaire for however many carries a game, the way that he did at Buffalo. I mean, I forget exactly what the number was there. I used to be sharp around this, but we don't do this as often. So less yeah. sharp. <laughs> I, I'll be honest. I don't I don't really follow a lot of the stuff as closely as I used to. Part of it's because I'm busy. And that's one of the reasons why I didn't have time for the podcast anymore. But mm-hmm. no, man, it's. It's just insane, like, to think – I think about, like, all the years of struggles this team has gone through. Or even look at, you know, the Dick Vermeule era when you yeah. had an amazing offense, both passing and running. I know it's not to the same caliber as what it is now, but you had a great offense and a great uh, you know, passing and rushing attack, but not a really good defense. I mean, there were some highlights here and there, as any team would have, uh, but the defense was just bad. Uh, yeah. And now that you team just was have, great in two facets of the game, not three. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Because you had the offense and then Dante Hall doing Dante Hall things, which was so much fun to watch. I mean, that's what I grew up on. You know, that's, oh, me too. It's insane. Know, I remember going out to the stadium. We had tickets in the back row. It was awesome. Oh, like, it the was back row of insane. the stadium. I kid you not. <laughs> but the thing is, is, like, you know, you don't have a Dante Hall player necessarily, but so many players have no, thrived. have like three of them. <laughs> in, that, in, that, in that area. Right now, Byron Pringle is the popular candidate for it. Hopefully he gets more playing time on both on special teams and on offense. But it's like defensively, I get it. We have so many issues on defense. But even then, our defense is still it's a still lot better. Fine. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. Are they are they the highlight of our team? No. 
No. And that's not to denigrate them in any way. Like defense is plenty good, but are they the thing that we're going to rely on to carry us, you know, in the play? Like, I guess a better way to put this, you know, if you told me that, you know, in the Super Bowl we had to rely on our defense to win us the game, I'd be like, shit, we lost that game. Yeah. Safe bet. Uh, not because the defense is bad, but because of, you know, the facets that the Chiefs currently have. If you're going to rely on any of those things to win you a game, it's probably going to be the offense just because, well, duh. There's this guy named Mahomes, all these other pieces we talked about, like, makes perfect sense to pretty much anybody with a functioning brain. Uh, the defense isn't going to lose us games. I mean, I don't know. Maybe it can win us a couple because, I mean, you know, you can't count out anything with the honey badger back there. Um, or, I mean, heck, you know, realistically, I think you could make a good case that, you know, the defense, I guess, kind of did win us the Denver game because – I was going to say the Patriots the... game too. Yeah, I suppose so. So I'm going to actually end up walking that comment straight back because, they, yeah, we've got a defense that doesn't lose us games either. Um, you know, we've got plenty of pieces on the defensive side of the ball. I mean, you know, you're realistically, I mean, you got probably three all pros, two for sure. And then, you know, Frank Clark, depending on how you look at him, um, you know, with obviously Chris Jones and the honey badger being the other two. And I think that the linebacking core is getting better. I mean, as Willie Gay gets more and more comfortable, it seems like things are going pretty well for him. Juan Thornhill's a stud in the back. Um, and then Dirty Dan Sorensen doing Dirty Dan things. Like, I didn't think he had pick sixes in him, but that was a fun new trick. <laughs> so, I mean, honestly, like, where's the hole on this team? Like, I guess yeah. you say cornerback play? Uh, no, yeah, cornerback then, for like, sure. We tend to scheme that out pretty well. I mean, I'd say offensive line, linebacker, and cornerback, which – Look, I mean, and I wrote about this on Arrowhead Addict. Uh, if, you, if you're going to pay Mahomes so much money, the next biggest investment you need to make is with the offensive line. And look, I hope I'm wrong, but I think at some point... I mean, which we did, if we're being honest. Like, the offensive line isn't struggling right now due to underinvestment. The offensive line no. is struggling due to... We had, you know, the Canadian doctor who's off treating COVID as you right. should be totally respect, no issues whatsoever. Lucas Niang, who, you know, we drafted out of TCU, who's by all accounts going to be a stud, but we don't know because he opted out this year. These things happen. And then you got Mitchell Schwartz, who has had a bulky back pretty much all year. Um, who am I missing? I mean, Osemele came in and did a hell of a job yeah. on the offensive, especially from a run blocking standpoint. Like he was a mean, mean dude in there and that was fun to watch, but then he blew out a tendon in his knee. So like, Really, it's more injuries and opt-outs that we're dealing with than it is. You know, That's a fair a point. Lack of uh, lack of investment or talent. I still think you need depth there because here's my thing. Look, Mahomes has proven he can win with anyone. Now he's done it in a very small window. That Week 17 game when Albert Wilson was his best receiver, and they they took out Kareem Hunt because they just wanted him to get the rushing title that year, and then Anthony Sherman was the running back the rest of the game. It's like, he can win with just about anyone. Uh, I'm not saying I want to take my chances with those caliber kind of guys, but uh, we know That's he can how do you it. waste Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, oh, 100%. Yeah, and Aaron like, Rodgers had so many different issue. weapons over the years. So Drew Brees, same thing. But um, it's just at the end of the day, man, uh, what you have on this offense and, you know, again, offensive line, if there's anything that I think can lose uh, this team a game in the playoffs, I think it would be bad offensive line play. I think that really hurt the Chiefs in that Raiders game. Um, and in a way, I, I don't know, maybe that Raiders loss was the wake-up call they needed. I, I know a lot of people want to talk about 19-0 and and going undefeated. I know I predicted that last year, but it's just so hard to do. It just really is. 
Um, and maybe, you know, when you lose a game, you can at least work on some of the things and try to prevent those in a January or February setting. So uh, the fact that Le'Veon Bell is coming in, man, I, most importantly, like that's taking pressure off Mahomes in another way. Like he's got another weapon to work with or to throw to, or even then just hand the ball off to. Uh, I mean, I know we just alluded to this earlier, and I know every Chiefs fan has said this, but it's just it never gets old. Like you've got playmakers everywhere in offense. So the defense doesn't have to be this perfect uh, facet on your team. Uh, if they are great, but even if they're not, look, you got an offense that's really capable of putting up a lot of points on the scoreboard. So, you know, Le'Veon Bell, I don't know how far he is with his progress learning this offense and all. I know it's going to take some time. Uh, maybe in a couple of weeks he should be fully acclimated. I don't know. Uh, but I'm going to stick it out there right now. I'm going to guess he's got a 100-yard day coming on Sunday. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. I don't know if <laughs> I know a lot of people are, are expecting that because it is his former team and all. He so we'll the see. Weaknesses because he goes up. Against, I mean, he spent, you know, the majority of the offseason and the year prior going up against that defense every day in practice. He knows where the holes are. No, that is uh, true. Yeah. I don't think there are a lot of. Yeah. You know, realistically, I don't think. I mean, to be fair, there's a lot of holes on that defense. No, for sure. Yeah. That's what I was going to so, say. Um, I, I don't but, think they provide a lot of challenges. No, they, they do not. Um, and then, you know, you factor in that, you know, Andy is, Andy's going to find a way to get him the ball and he'll be able to do whatever he needs to do from there. Like, I don't think it's going to be too difficult for uh, Le'Veon Belt to show Adam Gase what he could have had. Yeah. He and his silly bug eyes. That's, that's going to be a lot of fun to watch. I'm Sorry, sure that's, that's nice. like <laughs> the chiefs don't have a lot of um, media coverage for this Sunday uh, on that, you know, that CBS map, the 506 provides. Yeah. Yeah. They're, like, they're, it's going to be a blowout. Yeah, I mean, that is I true. Mean, I think, but here's the thing. A lot of people still care about that because that is the Le'Veon Bell game. Like, that's essentially what it is. Sure. Um, I remember... Well, I, mean, I mean, what are we up against, though, as far as the you know, other games at the same time? No, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. What I'm saying is people aren't going to watch the game, but they're going to still look up just to see how Le'Veon Bell is doing. Like, they care about that. That's the most yeah, important that's thing. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I do remember when token, Larry Johnson thing called red zone for that. Uh, I, I see, I, I have Sunday ticket, but I, I'm not a red zone guy. I, I don't like, it. I know that's, uh, I'm in the I minority. Enjoy it for, you know, the, I mean, whenever the chiefs aren't playing like the off window, um, you know, my, honestly, I prefer it whenever the chiefs are going to play like Sunday night or Monday night. Um, you know, then that normally that noon on Sunday window where it's like a bunch of games that I kind of a little bit care about, but I'm not super invested in. Uh, that's when I, you know, we'll lock in for some red zone time. And See, normally, you know, I'll have my computer out and be working on something else too, just because I don't sit still super well. Uh, I'll sit down and watch a K- KC game and a KU basketball game. And that's kind of it uh, that I'll actually, I, you know, block off the time for. I have a Sunday ticket, but I don't have red zone. But you know, the um, on the Sunday ticket, how they have those eight screens on one channel and then four mm-hmm. screens on another channel. So if there aren't enough games uh, for the 12 o'clock kickoff games, the eighth or seventh screen, they'll put it on red zone. So you can essentially watch red zone that way. Nice. So I've, I've done that before. So you can kind of save a little bit of money there watching red zone in that way. But um, yeah, I, I know a lot of people are, are, are they, they've got some sort of interest in this. Just to see how Le'Veon Bell does. I remember Larry Johnson uh, when he played against the Chiefs the same year he was released in 09. And he went at it with one of the linebackers we had at the time. I think it was Demorio Williams. I don't know if you remember that name. Yeah, uh, I, I know they. That was a name we had at one point. I don't yes. remember much about him. 
yeah, I don't, I don't really either, but I do remember them going at it at one point. Um, so I, I think, I don't know if Le'Veon Bell is going to do that. Hopefully not. Uh, cause you don't want that tabbed on, uh, on your team with that newcomer, but, uh, I'm just excited for this team overall, man. Uh, uh, I know we sound like a broken record as fans collectively saying this, but it's just so many weapons, yet another weapon that Brett Veach has brought in. And I, at this point, the sky's the limit with this offense, well, with this team in general. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I think the only thing that'll keep it, you know, I mean, like they, they really ought to be able to score. I mean, not quite at will because it's still the NFL. Let's be fair here. Yeah, for sure. But like, I think that the only reason, you know, if this team doesn't go on to set a bunch of offensive records, it's because Andy Reid's a nice guy and he doesn't like to totally blow out and embarrass his you know, competitors there. He, he does get complacent with leads sometimes. Yeah. I, I've been critical of that of him. Um, you know, I, I, one other thing is, you know, you never want to put too much on film, but hopefully you still have a big enough. Lead. Here's the other thing, man. If honestly, about- like, I bet this week we're going to treat it like a pretty – I mean, I, I hate to say this because we are playing another NFL team in the regular season, but I would imagine from a play calling perspective, I'm going to guess that Andy Reid gets about this deep into his bag of tricks, max. Like yeah, if he even opens that, his bag of tricks, I'll be pretty surprised. That's my thing. Here's my thing. I think when you have so much talent on this team, maybe the last thing you should be concerned about is putting too much on film. Because as far as I'm look, playbooks in general, I mean, there are a lot of plays every team has in the NFL and college, whatever. But when you've got so many players on your team, like the Chiefs do, so many great players, that is, I, I should say, I mean, there shouldn't be a limit on this team. That's all I'm saying. But we'll see how I mean, that all pans that's out. That's true. Like from a scheming perspective, like you could only scheme out so much of this offense, like yeah. from a defensive perspective, like you could only cover so much. And realistically, like I struggle to find the defense in today's NFL who has the pieces to hang across the entire board. Like they just don't. There's going to be mismatches somewhere because plain and simple, like roster wise, like there's mismatches on the roster. Yeah. Like even if you double up, like there's only so many, you know, there's still 11 on 11. And if my 11 is that much you know, stronger than your 11, there's not a lot you can do about that. <laughs> Uh, did you see um, the Chiefs offended some people on Friday? Oh, who'd we piss off and how? Uh, I guess, you know, the word vote is going to be placed at the 25-yard line. You you saw the logo. For fuck's sake. I'm sorry. Can I say <laughs> that on this? Yeah, you can. Yeah, you can cuss on this. Um, All right, cool. There, there's, well, then, a little, you know, there's a little. There's a little. For fuck's e, sake, guys. Like, there's, there's a little, little E holiday, on the podcast. Like, mm-hmm. Well, no, I was going to say, good. there's okay. that thing that says E yeah. next to the podcast, so you're good. Um, it's for exactly situations such as this, where it's like, well, yeah, Farzine or Zach sees something that is just like, what the hell, man? Like, Well, ah. what's funny is, um, so the Chiefs had the, the Tyron Matthew and Patrick Mahomes, they, they were both part of the Black Lives Matter thing, mm-hmm. uh, as we all know. And then for the first game of the year, they both wore T-shirts that said vote with the Chiefs logo and everything in Chiefs colors. Uh, you know, which are primarily primarily red, and every time the Chiefs promote, you know, the the vote, uh, the, you know, they're encouraging people to vote, and when they promote that and they use their logo, people are like, "Oh yeah, vote Chiefs red." It's like if you think that logo is encouraging, you know, voting in a separate direction, you know, you, I mean, they're trolling. I know, but um, yeah. So here's what I they're mean, doing. Basically, like, you know. I failed to understand how people can be offended by someone saying, "Hey, you should probably exercise your civic duty in your right as an American citizen." Let me to, let me say you know, something. Vote. 
Let me say something about this, okay? Yeah. I get it. I, I have not received any of the text messages, thank God. Um, but even if I did, man, look, I know people are tired of hearing from politicians. I go on YouTube, man, and all these ads, the only ads I'm seeing are everywhere. Are, are, are the political ads. I get it. You know, it, it's not. And somehow they got my fucking cell phone, too. So, like, yeah, yeah Roger that's never fun. around here but running for the Kansas Senate but- is merciless. I have hit stop on, like, Six or seven just this week of different numbers that are hitting me. It's like, hey, I told you to stop. So oh, they never stop. stop, of course. No, they just try um, a new number. It's fucking obnoxious. Well, here's Sorry. my thing. Look, I'd rather hear about all of these things. And look, it's expected. You knew this is going to happen. I'd rather hear uh, about these candidates and be told to vote 24-7 rather than hear about you know mass shootings, all these criminal activities that we just hear constantly um there's one thing covid's been good for i think that's one of them yeah (laughs) i don't know if the stats for sure and i really hope i'm not wrong here because god that would suck but i'm pretty sure we've done a better job of you know as a society of course not shooting up massive amounts of people because we can't have massive amounts of people in one space anymore so yeah well hopefully i I mean that changes of the quarantine uh, hopefully that changes when normalcy returns and all. But look, it, it's like if you're offended because the Chiefs are going to put a vote logo at the 25-yard line. Like, I, I hear people talk. Someone was on my Facebook uh, when this whole race uh, talk was going on. They said, oh, uh, I can't handle watching this. I'm like, why? It's before the game. Most of the time, they don't even show it on TV. It's not going to hinder your viewing experience. They're like, yeah, it does. I'm like, then go fucking Get a beer from your You're fridge, an adult, it, or that use the restroom. Going to impede your ability to sit there and enjoy a I football don't know. game. If that upsets you that much, I don't know how to help you. Well, these are the people who tell others that there are snowflakes here. I mean, yeah, think about, think about that for a second. Yeah. I'm not trying to be mean here or anything, but look, listen. Here's what I'm going to say, uh, and and I know you know that we're getting a little pol- political here, but if you look at 2016. 129 million people i don't have that exact number but around 129 million people voted and the population at the time was 323 million so 40 percent of americans voted 60 percent didn't and that's and a lot of those 60 percent they were unhappy with the result and they've been complaining nonstop. well they didn't vote i don't know i don't know if you saw this but the state of texas they already surpassed their vote total from 2016, according to a couple of reports. Yeah. So, you know, all these, and I think we're pretty close to surpassing that 129 million. Uh, I think we uh, might have 120 right now, just because I could kind of tell this is where you were going. I went and pulled some stats real quick. Yeah. Um, as of right now, countrywide, uh, we have cast 62.7% already today through early voting as we did the entirety of the 2016 election. There you go. I mean, we're, we're Texas I think, is the only state that's actually broken its record from last year that I can tell. Okay, um, quick, you know, rolling over the rest of the. Yeah, here's what here's nice what I will say. I think we do surpass that 129 million. But anyway, okay, uh, Texas not, and Hawaii. Hawaii has done it too. Let it be oh, known. There you go. Shout out to case Hawaii. We have any Hawaiian listeners who would be upset that we did not acknowledge this? Shout out to Hawaii. No, but here's the thing. So all these people who are upset that you know the Chiefs are encouraging people to vote. Two things I'm going to say about this. Number one, we had a lack of voters last time, so we're encouraging people to do it. Number two, there are people who love to constantly 
remind people about how proud they are for uh, freedom of speech and the right to bear arms. And look, rightfully so, as long as you follow the rules and all that, you know, I have no problem with you bragging about that stuff. It's great. You know, those are your rights as an American. But why is it that you love to praise those amendments, those rights, but when you are encouraged to exercise your right to vote, that's suddenly annoying? Do you, do you know what I mean? I, I for the life it. of me, I mean, it's not like they're telling you you have to vote for, you know, like literally, correct me if I'm wrong here, the, the thing that they're putting down at the 25-yard line, it says vote, just vote, not vote for candidate A, candidate B, all the above. It just says vote, correct? Yes. Can so I they're just... not telling you how to vote. They're just telling you, hey, this is probably a good idea. You should do this, which you fucking should. Yeah, Unless, for sure. You know, of course, you like, I mean, by the same token, I mean, if you're like completely uninformed, like, I mean, I don't know, maybe sit this one out. Um, like, yeah, I, I get that too. But like, as a general rule, you should be informed. You should want to vote. This is not that hard. I mean, I literally did it yesterday. Because advanced, you know, voting's a nice thing. It was super simple. In and out in 10 minutes. Way to go, Johnson County. I know this is not that way across the nation, because obviously, yeah, there's a lot of Where'd you vote? going on. Uh that hilltop. Yep, uh, that's where I went. Yeah, you know, that you know, used to be the church or whatever. Uh yeah. 143rd. Yeah. I used um, to so like live super simple. So my family and I, we used to live like right there. Uh that's why did you ever have you ever been there before when I used to live nope. there? Okay. Well, went to your new spot. Yeah, yeah, the new spot, yeah. Spot. But um, yeah, I used to live there. Uh, I lived there for most of my life, so I think 15 years. Uh, and then shortly after college is when I moved. So uh, yeah, that's where I went to vote as well. Um, the line was pretty long when I went. Uh, but then when I, as it soon as I was leaving. long though, because like the six feet social distancing or whatever. Yeah, that's like, part of it. Yeah, for sure. To get through it, it I, seriously, I'm pretty sure I took 10 minutes. Oh, I, mine was about an hour, but I didn't mind. Oh, really? I was, I was all That's for it. I'm sorry. To um, that. I, mean, <laughs> I was, I was dry, for it. Like at one o'clock on a Thursday. So well, what's funny is my boss isn't listening. Cause I definitely took my lunch break to go vote. So what's funny is um, everyone had a mask with the exception of like five or six people while I was there. And I, I don't know if you had to have a mask. I, I, I could sure be wrong. Um, no, so I didn't see anybody who didn't. So, well, there was one woman uh, she took off her sweater and just wrapped it around her face. <laughs> I'm like that's that's pretty creative. Yeah, I guess do what you have to, but like, um, it, it's funny. It, I remember point, someone. Like, it's not like you don't have a mask. Like, yeah, like, don't get me wrong. Like I, early on in this nonsense, like I was definitely like, you know, well, I'll just hang on to this little flimsy disposable one for a bit because I'm not going to go out and buy a mask. And I didn't go out and buy a mask. Mom made some because she's you know good at sewing and stuff. And I have a really cool Chiefs mask that I'll wear. And then I got another one because a buddy of mine got married, even though it was all of this COVID stuff. Uh, yeah, that was one of the groomsmen gifts. So I've got a nice little mask that says Stegs on it, which is great fun. <laughs> uh, and I enjoy wearing it. And, you know, makes wearing a mask suck substantially less. But at this point, like if you, you know, if you've been paying any attention, you haven't been living under a rock somewhere. And if you have been living under a rock, I let's be honest, if I emerged from any of that and saw 2020 for what it is, I think I'd go right back under that rock real quick. Uh, <laughs> but that notwithstanding, like, you know, there's no excuse for not having a mask on you at this point, like to at least carry it with you, whether you are happy about it or not. I think we can all agree. Like you've got them, use them. Yeah. A lot of people. Yeah. Or at least so you've got them. The whole Maybe vote thing agree on the use them part, but I don't know. I do think it's funny that a lot of people were upset over the chiefs. Um, 
uh, you know, telling people to vote, but you know, again, like it's not like they're saying you have to vote one way or the other. They're just saying like, hey, oh, maybe that's what I was going to say. That's what I was going to respond to. I mean, look, I think it's you're right. They're not saying how to, but because a lot of people didn't vote before and were unhappy with the result, I think we know why they're telling you to vote. Uh, so in a way, you could say, okay, maybe it is wanting people to lean in a direction. Look, I'm not going to disagree with that, but understand one thing, man. Clark Hunt, and judging by his family's social media when they talk about politics, um, yeah, I'm going to go out on a limb and guess that yeah, they're they're they, on the they right. They do vote red. Yeah, <laughs> and you know whatever happens, they own the Chiefs. Whatever happens with the Chiefs, Carcon doesn't have a big involvement in it, but he, I, I imagine ownership has to approve of these kinds of things. So, sure. If, and again, if he, like, it's not like the owners, you know, I guarantee you Clark isn't telling any of the players how the, how to, you know, how he wants them to vote. I mean, they probably all have a general understanding. I would go out on a limb there and guess. But, like, again, you know, that's the beauty of America right there is like, you know, you don't have to, you know, go one way or the other like we just you know kind of want you to participate want you to be a part of things yeah and i know it upsets people you know when someone's talking about politics unless it's you know to endorse their can like you, you i'm sure you've seen this athletes get told mahomes was even talking about this all the comments he got sticking to sports and all but you know colby covington of the ufc actually dana white uh i mean he has been recently heavily involved with uh with donald trump but do you see him being told stick to sports? No, I mean he's he's out there. He was That's part of the, true. the RNC. Stick to sports particularly does seem to go one direction. That's very I, fair. I was writing about this on Arrowhead Addict, and we knew this was going to you know spark some upset readers. So we did talk about this with higher up editors at Fansided, and somewhere in the article I wrote, it's not in there now. Uh, in fact, it never was. But in the first draft before we published that story, I talked about how. A lot of times, if an athlete speaks against Trump, that they're told stick to sports, and the higher-up editor said, this is not true at all. I'm like, oh boy, I can share social media comments if you want to have this conversation. But I did not I, I did not go that route, because I just wasn't going to go into it uh, with anyone. I, I was trying to make this a point that, hey, look, athletes are allowed to endorse candidates. You don't have to agree with them. Uh I mean, you know, to be fair, I mean, it's not athletes to like, to preface here, but I mean, I have definitely seen in like at least just in the last week, I mean, at least three, if not more, you know, different rappers coming out. I mean, Little Wayne came out yesterday. Yeah. Kanye, I think, had come out, though he's also kind of running. So I don't know. He's his own. I don't know what's going on with him. <laughs> and, and, and I'm pretty okay with that. Like, I, I don't either. And it's like, all right, Kanye's going to go do Kanye things. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but you know, Ice Cube then you know got hit the week before, uh, you know, and people you know will definitely shout him down, being like stick to music, so to speak. I mean, like they don't say that, but like they you know, are shocked and appalled that you know any of these artists might you know possibly entertain the concept of voting for Trump or in the case of Lil Wayne openly endorse him. It's like who cares? Like, well, I'm not gonna change what I'm gonna do based on what an entertainer, an athlete, any of the all the above. Are gonna yo? Their endorsement is not no. I I one hundred percent agree with you. I think that's but there, silly. But there are people who are influenced by their heroes, like and, so and what? then it. <laughs> well, here's the thing. I I don't like that personally. I think you should be able to think for yourself. Oh, I totally agree with you. 
by the same token, it's like, I mean, you know, I would imagine that in the grand scheme of it, you know, you have people who are influenced by one person versus another. I would imagine that by the end of it, it all kind of balances out. Like you have people who, you know, man, I'm just waiting to see who Lil Wayne's going to vote for. Yeah. Once, once he tells me that's, that's how I'll know. And then by the same token, you insert just about any other celebrity here who is, you know, less Trump supporting. Yeah. I would imagine that those two followings balance out to a level. Well, did you see the rock when he endorsed Biden and Harris, the reactions he got? Oh, he got destroyed on social. I mean, this shit happens a lot. And ultimately it comes down to the fact that like, you know, it's kind of ridiculous how divisive things have gotten where, I mean, you know, we were, you mentioned this earlier where you like, you know, you hop on YouTube for anything. It's nothing but ads. When's <laughs> the last time one of those ads was like, Hey, vote for me because here's what I'm going to do. And here's why I'm a good person. Very rarely has it been, you know, yeah. Vote for me because pro me more often than not, it is, you know, vote for me because I'm not the other guy. Well, recently I'm seeing a lot of these ads just basically defend themselves. So, for example, I'm in Kansas. Uh, I'm seeing Roger Marshall ads uh, where they're criticizing uh, Barbara Bollier. It's funny how they play it on TV sometimes. They'll play a Roger Marshall ad, and then they'll play a Barbara Bollier ad. And it that next ad, that Barbara ad, is her basically defending herself herself for all the comments that was said in the previous ads. So mm-hmm. I do kind of find it funny how the timing of those ads uh, appear on TV. But uh, no, you're right. I think I could solve this entire problem in one legislative shot. And the only people who would be pissed off would be the news media who would lose some ad revenue as a result. Yeah, I think it's very simple to like just put a cap on what each candidate can spend or have spent on their behalf by outside packs, whatever, like, you know, X amount of money will be spent on political ads, you know, this election cycle, use it how you will. And oh, also, you know, I mean, that's one way to do it. The other way to do it is to be like, yeah, no more negative campaign ads. Stop it. Tell me why you're better and not why the other person's worse. Yeah, I don't know if that's really doable. <laughs> that that, I mean, that kind of makes it wrong. hard. It's kind of a pie in the sky thing. Like I'd have to be, you know, in charge, which I'm not. <laughs> but, you know. Sure seems like a nice simple solution, doesn't it? Maybe. I don't know. I feel like you are kind of I don't want to say you're kind of limiting them on the First Amendment and all, but I think Well, I you suppose know, that's fair. Yeah, I I think that'd be the big issue there. But yeah, I mean look, we all know Damn, the, the uh, ads are gonna go away true. soon. So just be patient. We all knew it was coming. So I mean, are they though? Like, I swear the starting point for these ads starts earlier and earlier in the cycle. Every freaking I think because you know, with the way things are politically, yeah, I, I think that's a that's a big reason for that. Um <sighs> by the way, I did want to ask you this. Are, are you a big hockey fan? I dabble. Not okay. a huge fan though. Did you hear about the Arizona Coyotes? Yeah, I did hear about this. Like so, the guy that they like renounced the rights to or something. So for those who haven't heard, and I'm trying to find his name, Mitch Miller. I think he, they just drafted this guy in the third or fourth round of the uh, of the draft, but I don't think he's playing right away. I think he's moving on to play college in uh, Michigan. I, I could have that wrong. I'm trying to look this up as I'm talking about it. Uh, but, oh, North Dakota, University of North Dakota. Um, anyway, uh, so I guess Which the Arizona Coyotes. Like a bigger deal for hockey, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I guess the Coyotes found out through his social media that he had said some racist things and bullied a, a black classmate and also 
I don't know if this is the same classmate or another classmate. He made fun of a, a student with special needs. And as I understood it, I believe it was the same classmate who. Had oh, was it the same? OK, I'm not positive on this. Listen, I here's what I'll say. Read an article. You know, if I was criticized and judged for things I said when I was a kid, you know, you find a lot of things. I'd like to say, and I'm, I'm certain I, I've never said any of this. I know we forget things as kids, but I'm certain I never made fun of uh, special needs or said any racist comments. You know, I, I mean, I just, I, I learned to be better than that. Um, look, man, I'll say it now. Good for the Arizona Coyotes. I know a lot of people will say, oh, he yeah. was just a kid. But I think at the end of the day, any anyone under 18 that sees this story, and I, th- I hope they all see the story, it just makes them understand that, look, there was a college basketball player on Villanova's team who had a great game. I can't, Maybe it was a different college team. I don't remember. But he had a great national championship game. And then people during the game found, you know, his racist tweets from years ago when he was a kid. It's like you got to be very careful. Now. What's that? I think it might have been Archie Diacono, but I could I be wrong. I think you're right. Um, I, I'm not sure, but it just shows you that. Look, I'll be man, honest. Like when it comes down to this particular brand of like, you know, I mean, and this is one of the challenges you have with social media across the board. This, you know, this particular brand of gotcha. I'll be honest. I just kind of had to think through that old Villanova roster. It's like, all right, find the white guy. And I'm pretty sure it was Archie Diacono. I think at the end of the day, you know, doesn't matter how old you are. If you were a kid and you said some stupid shit online, it's going to come back to haunt you one day. Uh, you know, it does take some people to, you know, these Twitter investigators to go through with all of that. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, I think I, I like what the Arizona Coyotes did. It sends a message and it says, look, if anyone ever wants to play sports professionally, get your act together now. If you're going to say things online or even not online, just out and about. Because here's the thing, man. Scouts learn a lot of things. Scouts talk to a lot of people. They don't just talk to coaches. They'll talk to teachers too sometimes. Maybe not as much, but they do that stuff. They will do research on you as much as possible. So make sure you know you are a model, maybe not a model citizen, but at least you're behaving, I guess. Um, so not the opposite of a model citizen. Like you don't want to be the model in the opposite direction either. <laughs> Though by the same token, on this, like I, I do also believe very heavily in the you know, prospect of yeah being able to redeem oneself and growing as a human, because like, let's be honest, if there's one thing about this, you know, kind of social media driven world that I really don't love, it is kind of that level of like, ah, you said this once you're terrible. You know, that kind of that mentality of the cancel culture. I don't totally believe in. Don't get me wrong. That's not me saying like, Hey, yeah, go out and say all the shit you want. Not, not at all what I'm saying here. But I think that, you know, if you're completely ignorant from one perspective and you learn and you can, demonstrate that and you know kind of essentially make up for the you know pain that you've caused i think that you know that has to be part of it if that makes any sense like you know if this kid you know was able to go through college you know and i I don't know exactly what to make this particular situation right but put forth you know some level of effort on that you know and again i'm not the arbiter here nor do i that's what the university of what was it north dakota or south dakota whichever one it was i can't remember i would hope that they stuff by him at least to a point because like you know you can't they said they're going to work on that with him. Not that I agree with any of what he did or said or any of all that. I don't. But I also don't agree with, you know, the absolute, you know, melting of his professional prospects for, you know, something stupid that he did as a kid. Like, again, 
there's varying degrees of this. I'm so glad I'm not in charge of judging any of this because my God, like, you know, there's so many different situations like this, um, you know, that have come out in the last call it, you know, five, 10 years ish um, of you yeah. know, people who have, again, just, you know, been judged heavily based on one mistake they made early on. Um, and again, I think that if there's, you know, a demonstrable shift in tone and understanding, you know, I don't think that those opportunities need to be taken away. Now, by the same token, if you were to double down and pull shit like that again, well, yep, you didn't learn. Sorry, pal. See ya. <laughs> yeah, uh, the University of North Dakota did say that they are going to stick by him and they're going to work on that stuff with him to to make sure he kind of, he, I mean, that he learns from it and hopefully he does. Because, um, mm-hmm. you know, that I'm sure was a devastating blow. And I think, you know, anyone younger than him that has aspirations of playing professionally one day or even collegiately, um, you know, just kind of shows you maybe you do need to clean up uh, any of your social media or whatever you've got going on because um, I mean, they look that stuff up. Not be an asshole. Yeah, they, yeah, I mean, 100%. don't get me wrong. I say that as an asshole. So like, you know, <laughs> me I mean, too. Obviously, not that kind. But let's be fair. <laughs> I think that uh, it is you, certainly important to be mindful of what you post and where. Did you see the new Borat movie on Amazon yeah. Prime, <laughs> dude? Yeah. I, I you also need to be mindful of, you know, which actress you mistake for a Fox News or a similar, you know. Oh, God. Here's looking at you, Giuliani. Um, well, you know <laughs> what's funny hilarious. is, first of all, I mean, you were burst. You burst out laughing several times in the movie, weren't you? Oh, absolutely. So and then there I were actually, other points where I was just like, ooh. Well, for sure. But there were like there was some real cringy shit in there, too. I rewatched a couple of moments and there are things you miss because you're bursting out loud laughing, especially if you're watching with a group of people. Mm-hmm. I watch it with my family because we love Borat. I remember my parents showed me, my brother and I, Borat years ago. Um, but it's like you miss things because uh, you were laughing. And it's like, thank God this wasn't in, in the theaters because everyone would be laughing nonstop all the way through and you you would not you know hear things uh, mm-hmm. during the movie. So... Um, I, I am going to ha- rewatch it a second time just to like try to see there are moments that I missed. Um, you remember when he was uh, at those uh, guys' house for five days or whatever? Mm-hmm. And he's like, we need onions. He's like, yeah. you have a onions? And he starts hugging him. And I'm laughing. And while I'm laughing, I, I miss this the first time. He goes, fuck the social distancing. I'm like, yeah. oh, boy. Okay. So uh, th- there were multiple times during the movie wh- while I'm watching it. I'm like. I can't believe there was a Borat too, and that he he's doing this. It's like, yeah, I mean, if I mean, let's be honest, I think that you know, I would just struggle. I mean, like when it comes to like satirizing things, like honestly, like I genuinely feel bad for like the South Park guys at this point because like part of the joy of satire is making up things that are more absurd than real life. And here in 2020, that's fucking difficult. Oh yeah, because real <laughs> life is absurd enough as it is. But leave it to Borat. He could pull that off. <laughs> I mean, realistically, I never thought that we'd get another Borat anyway. Like, no. It was hilarious. It was great for its time. You know, fantastic. And honestly, I probably need to go back and rewatch the old one again because, like, I forget some of that. Oh, uh, I watched it this one. It's like the you know, second one. 2020, man. Like, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, you know, never could you have a better foil for some of the ridiculousness out there, especially yeah. this year in 2020, than what Borat does. Well, what's so crazy now, is that like... that said, I also hope to God that people understand it's a satire. 
Oh, and yeah, I'm looking that's... at you, especially like people who are a little younger and don't get it at the point. Like that's really kind of where I'm at, where it's like, okay, yeah, people are laughing at this. This is funny, but you got to know why. Yeah. <laughs> um, if not, you're going to have some real mixed up ideas about things. Well, obviously, Rudy Giuliani, he's tried to defend himself for it uh, or, or against it, I should yeah, say. he's probably not laughing anymore. Yeah. Oh, God, no. Uh, I mean, if when he tweets... Everyone is replying with Borat gifts. I mean, it's just he's yep. he's never gonna. That's never gonna escape him, unfortunately. Uh, well, unfortunately, I gotta him. say, like again, yeah, not to get political on this at all, because like I mean, I'm sick of that. But I did think it was pretty freaking funny how uh, I guess Trump you know, weighed in on some of that Giuliani stuff, and you know, was pretty much dissing on uh, Sasha Baron Cohen and Borat and the whole bit. And what did I he did say? Think it was pretty. I for, I will find it. Give me one second. All, all all I heard is that he said he's that he's not funny. Which I know they have personal beef because I guess when Sasha Baron Cohen was Ali G, he tried to interview him, and Trump claims he knew right away, but Sasha Baron Cohen claims that there's more footage, but they've never shared any of that. But even the stuff that they did share is actually pretty damn funny. Um, uh, the woman who was trying to help the daughter, just trying to like encourage her. Yeah, he spoke out, and she's—I mean, she is. She's laughing about it. The Instagram woman, the sugar baby—I don't know what the exact name is. She spoke out, and she thought it was funny. I want to hear from the two guys that let him stay in their house for five days. The other part is like—I mean, I don't know if you remember, you know, when they were like there in that bakery, and like I forget what exactly they had printed on the cake, but incredibly, oh yeah, like I genuinely wonder, like, all right. Were you able to actually find a bakery who was like, yeah, that's fine. Sign me up. That's great. Oh, yeah, with what they had printed Versus, on there. Like, I mean, again, I don't know for a fact that that's a real bake shop. I Again, they spoke out. They, I know they spoke out publicly. If they, uh, you know, if they were actors or, you know, a plant, then that honestly probably makes more sense. Uh, but I genuinely wonder on some of that. It's just like, hmm. You know, is I think yeah. the only actor really catch one here. The only actor was the guy who was like the leader of Kazakhstan or whatever. That's the only acting there there was in the movie. And whatever Borat and well, what was her name? Tutar, Tutar I think. Yeah, yeah whatever they were alone. Like that's the only acting you ever saw in that movie. Uh, <laughs> I, I love something how... like that to hold up a mirror to society and be like, "Hey, this is you guys. <laughs> You're a little screwed up still." Maybe work on that. <laughs> um, props to Sasha Baron Cohen, man. And, and look, I know there aren't a lot of movies this year, but even if there were, he has to win every Academy Award. Like, you can't, you just can't go with anyone else at this point. I mean, I don't know. I'll be honest. I just don't know what the competition will look like. So I'll well, reserve a level of, you know, judgment. I, I, I talked about totally this. go on that limb. But yeah, I think you're probably right. I talked about this a little bit on my last podcast with... Um, with the movies and all, I don't know if you heard about the James Bond movie. I guess they're weighing they their options. That. Yeah, and I know Black Widow. Now it's been pushed back for an entire year from its original release. The entire Marvel Cinematic Universe is pushed back a year, which sucks. But I, I don't know. I think a lot of people are looking at what Disney Plus did with Mulan, and I'm I, I didn't watch it, but I'm guessing that was a failed experiment. I could be wrong i don't know for sure though i what i do know is that on a personal note it was a failed experiment because they are not getting my 30 dollars for a mulan that doesn't even have the hilarious eddie murphy dragon i'm sorry i will not stand for it well <laughs> you have that as as one model 
and then you have Amazon Prime with Borat. It sounds like it was a big success. Uh, you didn't have to pay Great anything success. for that. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't help it. Just uh, was teed up there. So I couldn't. <laughs> I don't know. I think a lot of people are looking at this and saying, look, we got to start getting back to work soon. Um, and is this one way of doing things? I don't know. Um, Amazon Prime, seem, I, like you didn't have to pay for more. You just have to have an Amazon Prime account. Um, so they played that very well. And the uh, the promotion for the movie was pretty strong, too. I don't think Disney Plus did a lot of promotion for Mulan. I could be wrong. Sasha Baron Cohen did a lot of promotion because he dressed up as Borat like he did last time and right. was on Jimmy Kimmel. He he did a little gig with a YouTube, a famous YouTuber. Like he he did some things, whereas I don't think Disney Plus did any of that. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, honestly, I'm gonna guess that in that case, yeah. Or with that specific film, if we're being honest here, like US wasn't the target market there. Just wasn't. wasn't. Yeah. Um so I wonder if that changed you know, internationally, but I have no idea, to be honest with you. I just remember seeing they were like, you know, like something like 30 bucks or something. I forget exactly what they were trying to charge for that. I was like, absolutely not. You're talking about Mulan? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was 30 bucks. Which like, I just think that's ridiculous. Like, I don't pay that for a movie ticket to go see it in theaters. Okay, like, what are you so hold on. I disagree with you on that. And here's why. So let's say, you know, you're going with friends or a family of four, okay? Sure. Four people. Uh, most people go on weekends, right? How much is a movie mm-hmm. ticket on weekends? Somewhere between 10 and $15. Okay, so you've got that. Uh, if you're going with a family of four, you know, that's 40 bucks per, uh, tickets total, whereas the movie is just 30 bucks. Then you buy, you know, food and snacks and drinks, whatever, uh, and that total adds up depending how much, you know, you want to eat, your family wants to eat, whatever. And I suppose that's fair. I didn't think about like, you know, the mass. I mean, that, that's a good point. I was See? not thinking about like, you know, that's my thing is, you know, to acquire it for a family of four or something like that. In that case, it makes sense. I think if you look at that, I think the movie theater industry might start dying slowly. And again, as someone who owns a business, uh, I don't say that lightly. Dude, uh, AMC. Yeah. I don't know if I'd even go right to slowly. Like, what do you mean? Like the movie theater industry. Like, if we have to, if we're still in this situation, oh, oh, okay, yo, you know, months from now, they are screwed. Well, that's the thing because you know a lot of these buildings that you know movie theaters are in, you know, they're designed specifically for movie theaters. They would have to revamp those out and rent them out to whatever business wants to be there next. But yeah, it's I it's kind of crazy. I think the only way for it to like. From that perspective, from and I to be fair, I'm no commercial real estate guy, I'm just not. Uh, I've got friends who do it, but it's not me. Um, but I would guess that in that case, like you know, it's not so much a revamp as a sit and wait and hope that it comes back. Because, like, I'll be honest, like, you know, the second that I'm able to, like, you know, that we're able to be back so you know, sort of to normal, I pretend like it's going to be like a one fell swoop thing, and it's not, but. Yeah, you know, I definitely look forward to going and seeing a movie in the theaters again. I mean, I didn't do it nearly as much, but this, you know, it pre-pandemic, you know, I reserved it for like, you know, in the Avengers or, you know, Star Wars or like oh, the for sure. marquee yeah. ones that like I didn't want to have spoiled for me the next day. Those are the ones I'd go to the theater for. Well, but look, at, look at Netflix and Disney Plus. Like they have a lot of exclusive. Amazon does too. Hulu does also. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are also a lot of movies that are, you know, um, Netflix uh, exclusive. So it's like, I think, you know, 
that kind of made, started the conversation of, hey, could we, you know, sway away from the movie theater industry? And now, because of this pandemic, and I know we haven't had a lot of movies go this route, but uh, again, you have a couple of models to, to look off with Disney Plus and Amazon Prime, but I think there's a chance that maybe we could start seeing the beginning of the end of the movie theater industry. That's my guess. Yeah, I think it's a question of how long it, uh, how long we keep going on this. I, th- I don't think it's going to die, die. Like, I think I honestly might even take the opposite approach where, like, you know, this being taken away from us, I mean, and again, it may just be a short-term bump, but I would actually imagine that, you know, again, once things are some sort of back to normal, you'll see more people going back into the movie theater just because, like, hey, I miss doing that. You know, I mean, I miss paying, you know, absurd amounts for freaking <laughs> popcorn. And, like, honestly, like, it's weird to say, but I well, do. Let like, me just, let me ask you this. Yeah, the experience of it is worth the money. Well, I'll say way. this, man. It's like... The the virus is one thing, but it's like bed bugs. I mean, a hotspot for them definitely movie theaters. But let me ask you this: Ooh, thanks uh, for you, bringing that up. Gross. You like you're a Marvel guy. I am too. Sure. Do you think Black Widow comes out? What was it supposed to be? End of April or beginning of May? Do you think it happens? I think that's what it was targeted for. And I I think that if we can pull off you know some layer of a vaccine between now and then, yes, I think it'll still come out in theaters. If not, I think it still comes out in April and May, but not in theaters. Okay. See, that's I think my they thing. They pull a similar because they can't keep. Style style. I know. I know. I think Marvel wants to give Scarlett Johansson the whole big screen treatment because she does deserve that with everything sure she's is. done for the franchise. But at some point, it's like you gotta. The show's gotta go on. You can't keep pushing mm-hmm. these movies back like they are because they're they're in order, obviously. But because let's be honest, like at this rate, by the time that you know we're back. You know, in movie theaters, there's going to be a new Star Wars ready or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but it'll be time to reboot that shit again. <laughs> uh, are you are you going to see the Mandalorian season two? I I'll be honest. I am a terrible, terrible Star Wars fan, in that I still haven't finished the Mandalorian season one. I, I need to I rewatch. Need to. I just haven't done it. My brother and I were talking about season one, and I just had a brain fart. I forgot about a lot of the stuff that happened in season one, so I do need to see. I can either watch like a YouTube recap but I, I think i'd rather rewatch it even though it's going to be longer mm-hmm. uh i do recall enjoying it i for some reason i just don't remember uh the specifics so i, I am going to watch it again before watching season two but from what i've seen on social media people really like uh season two so far i i definitely look forward to watching it i'll be honest like i sat down to watch the mandalorian i think it was you know Ah, probably back, yeah, March, April sort of time frame. But as you may know, and I'm guessing most of our listeners don't, but, uh, you know, I have narcolepsy, which is easily on the list of most hilarious diseases in the world where you kind of fall asleep at inopportune times. Um, and, you know, sitting down to watch a movie or a TV show is often one of those times. So I do remember waking up, you know, on the couch, a little disoriented, trying to figure out what was going on with the Mandalorian at that point. And I was like, well, great. I guess I just need to restart this whole thing. And I haven't done it yet, but I'm going to. I know a friend uh, who's that's like not that a too. commentary on the content at all. I'm sure that like, I promise it wasn't the content that put me to sleep. Like, let's be honest. I just do that. But uh, yeah, that's on my it's on my to watch list, which is, yeah. to be fair, fairly long. Yeah, I, I, I'm hoping to catch it this weekend. So uh, I've heard it's pretty good, and I to, not a, not a surprise either. So uh, a lot of people were raving about it the first episode when it came out. So I think honestly, like the the thing with that, and like I know that uh, I'm pretty sure Dave Filoni, who was like the guy who was involved with, like, or I guess the main producer for the Clone Wars and all the animated series that they've done. Which, to be fair, if you're a Star Wars fan 
and you haven't watched those, I'd recommend it. It's worth okay. Your time. I need to do it's that. It's actually really good. Uh, like really, really good. <laughs> but I think that, you know, the reason that those were you know, better received than say, you know, the you know, most recent trilogy, it's because, you know, they were done by you know, people who are super fans first, so to speak, where it's like, yeah, they have just such a deep reverence for the, uh, yeah, source material that it's like, no, we're, we're not putting it out if it's not going to be good. I mean, John Favreau is pretty widely known to be that as well. And I know he's involved with the Mandalorian. Like, yeah, I think yeah, with something like that, the love's got to be there for it to be that good. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, I, I'm looking forward not to it. I, I'm, I'm, I know a lot of people are waiting on, a, on another Star Wars movie, but for now, this is what we have. And I think it's definitely doing a good job, you know, filling in for that Star Wars fix. So I'm looking forward to it. Plus, you know, um, hey, new content. Yay. Yeah, <laughs> it's in 2020. Um, well, yeah, man, that's about all I got. Uh, I appreciate you coming in on short notice. This was kind Absolutely, of a crazy dude. week. I had fun. a couple of different guests lined up and uh, just I mean, things to be collapsed. Fair, it's not like I'm traveling or anything anymore. Like you, <laughs> nine times out of ten, if you're catching me, I'm probably at my house. Hooray <laughs> for 2020. Well, I appreciate you joining me, man. Uh, and I appreciate all of you guys who downloaded and listened to this episode of the podcast. Uh, We're everywhere now, so please subscribe and share the links. And until then, I will talk to you guys next week. Stay safe. Take care.